You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. Before we dive into today's episode, I actually want to come on here and announce that I postponed the right way to resolution to one week later. So instead of January 3rd, which would have been last week, it is January 10th, it's this week. So I know last week's episode and honestly all the ones that I made the announcement for prior to that were a bit misleading, but it's because I changed my mind last Tuesday, or not last Tuesday night, but the Tuesday night before New Year's, and I just didn't have time to edit the episode, especially because I mentioned it in the middle of the episode, so here I am announcing it to you before you listen to today's episode that the right way to resolution is this week. You are not too late. You can still sign up. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click the link or go to my website. You go to justdiamondcoaching.com forward slash resolution and get your name put onto the list to receive the link to the Zoom call. But like I said, it's this Wednesday, as in if you're listening to this in real time, it is in two days from now. It's still at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and it is still on Zoom. But this workshop is really to help you focus on what you want to improve on this year. Whether it is an intention that you have, a general idea, you have no idea at all, or very specific goal, it's designed to help whomever comes to the call. And I wanna walk you through it. It's also going to help you strategize how you actually follow through on the changes that you want to see happen so that you can look back on 2024 And feel proud of what you did accomplish and the moves you made towards a better you and towards your future. So, like I said, you're not too late. I know in last week's episode I said you were, but you're not. You can go and sign up right now all the way up until probably like 7 p.m. on Wednesday, January 10th. So, as long as you're listening before then, you're good to go. Go sign up. And I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited to introduce a brand new workshop, the first workshop of the year, and to just help you get your ball rolling on what you want and how to get there. All right, and now back to the show. Welcome back to another episode of How To 20 Something, and boy, do I have quite the episode in store for you. I've briefly mentioned what I went through last year on a few different episodes, but someone told me fairly recently that I need to make a whole episode on this subject matter because of how little it's talked about, but of how common of an experience this is, and that is when you and your best friend break up. So here we are. I want you to picture this. You and your best friend, someone you've known for years, someone you've vented to about all your life's problems, someone who knows the ins and outs of you, someone who has always been there for you and you've been there for them, someone who you always pictured standing next to you on your wedding day and vice versa, 
suddenly find yourselves at a crossroads. You can feel your relationship breaking at the seams that with every little fight is another fracture in your relationship, but you think you guys are stronger than this crossroad. Friendship fights are common and you'll get through it, yet you don't. This altercation hits different. This one leads to a friendship breakup. And now you are left all alone with no best friend in sight. Your weekends are spent solo. The person you text the most becomes your mom and you feel like you have to start from scratch and find a new person to take on the best friend role. Today's episode is going to be all about the unique challenges that come with parting ways with someone you once trusted your entire life with, as well as the personal growth that is forced upon you and the hardships that you have to deal with as a result. I want to begin with saying that nobody really tells you how bad this type of breakup is going to be. I personally feel it's worse than a romantic breakup. They can be just as confusing and painful, but it hits different when you lose your best friend. I can't really explain it, but I guess it's because this friend was probably around through a lot of major milestones in your life and various romances and breakups. And also because it usually means your entire friend group is going to be affected as a result which only further emphasizes the importance of having friends outside of your romantic relationships as your romantic partner should not be your sole best friend. But in relation to having your best friend, you typically have the same friend group as you two are the ones that always hang out together and other people get added to the mix. So when you two split, who gets the friend group? In my experience, it's the person who is more extroverted, and that's not me, which makes life a lot more challenging when a breakup like this occurs. Now, I've made episodes on making friends in your 20s, as well as your sense of community, and I've made an episode on going through a breakup, but this episode combines the two, as you'll learn soon enough. And like I said, last year, I dealt with my own friendship breakup, a friendship that lasted eight years, suddenly gone, and it forced me to pivot and learn a lot about my own comfort zone, insecurities, resistances, and beliefs. This was the first major friendship breakup I've dealt with as prior runs were with people that I wasn't friends with for that long of a time. The very first one was with my freshman year roommate. I mean, I'm sure there were probably some throughout like elementary school, middle school, and high school, but the first official one, I guess you could say, was with my freshman year roommate. We were friends in high school, we got really close senior year, we lived together during our summer semester, and then when fall came, we also lived with her other best friend, which is where things took a turn. To the point where my mom was calling my university's housing department almost every single day to help me get out of that living situation. And six weeks into the semester, I moved out of that dorm and into one across campus and never spoke to her again. Well, I actually had to block her on everything because she was harassing me even after I moved out, so that was fun. The second one was with a friend I made in college, and by junior year, she essentially moved on from me, which hurt, but I knew a lot of other people at school, so I shifted my friend group and actually ended up meeting some of my closest friends to this day. And the third one is the one from last year. The one that hurt the most because we were friends for so long. We told each other everything, trusted and supported each other with our dreams and business ventures, were there for each other during our long-term relationships and our breakups. And then when I realized our friendship was changing, as in I was feeling excluded with no reasoning for it, I confronted him about it. And let's just say things went from bad to worse to non-existent. In the end, 
I'm glad he showed his true colors as I don't want that kind of immaturity and disrespect in my life, but it did result in me losing just about everyone that I originally befriended here in Charlotte because I met them all through him. And this didn't happen all at once. It was a slow dissipation and it finally became clear about four months after this breakup started. That every single person who made me feel so loved on my birthday back in March were no longer in my life just a few months later. And you learn, either the easy way or the hard way, but mostly the hard way, that friends are going to continue to change throughout your life, which is fine as you will find yourself growing apart from those around you as you grow into different phases of your adult life. But a friendship breakup is usually very unexpected and you feel there are some people who are going to be in your life for forever until they aren't. And it sucks when it happens. You feel so alone as you no longer have that person you tell everything to. So now you are left with figuring out what to do next. You see, when you're in your 20s, you're going to move around, maybe by choice or with a job. You're going to grow at different rates than your peers. You're going to have a lot of identity shifts, changes in priorities, and differences in opinions. And sometimes friendships don't withstand these changes. And that's okay. It's an unfortunate yet natural part of life. My personal fallout really forced me to look at who I wanted to be friends with. Mainly because I didn't have any friends around for a while, it forced me to ask myself the qualities that I'm looking for in my circle of people and also realize that none of the people from my now ex-best friends group aligned with my core beliefs and values. Some of them were great people. Others I had nothing in common with and honestly there was one girl I never even liked. But when you break up with the leader of the pack, you lose everyone even the people you were the closest to. And that's what happens to a lot of introverts who get adopted and then deserted by an extrovert. Suddenly you are abandoned in the wild and it is a heartbreaking realization to look around and have no one in your corner. A city that houses thousands of people now feels empty and isolating and it's on you to figure out what to do next, which let me tell you is not an easy adventure. And as we've already established in past episodes, making friends in your 20s is hard. But you're left with two directions when this happens. One being go find your own friends. Or two, wallow in self-pity and hide out in your bedroom. And sometimes you need to do the second one temporarily in order to heal and strategize and be able to get to the first one of getting yourself back out there. So let's talk about the shifts that happen within you when you lose your friend group in the city you live in. Your initial reaction might be, Is it time to move? And that's a tough one because would moving mean you're running away from your problems? And if that's the case, I hate to break it to you, but it's you. Hi, you're the problem. It's you. We're quoting Taylor Swift here. Meaning if you move, the chances of finding yourself in a similar situation in the near future is very high. It would be more beneficial and cheaper to stay put, to figure out what you need to work on so this experience doesn't present itself all over again. You might not necessarily be the actual problem, but it could be you are not choosing the right people to be in your life, which is why they end up temporary. And this was a hard pill for me to swallow because I don't have a lot of people in my life who are my ride or dies. I feel like I'm bad at picking good people a lot of times, which I was, emphasis on the past tense there, because I've done the inner work that is needed to know what I'm looking for in a friend. And I do have some good long-term friends in my life, so it's not saying I'm 100% bad at it, but 
it does lean more into the majority of the times. I am not good at picking people. And I have successfully made friends with two specific people here in Charlotte so far who possess some really good friend qualities. I'm not befriending people because they are a certain age or they look like they have fun on the weekends, which was a lesson I only recently learned. Which is friends can come in all shapes, sizes, and ages. I am now befriending people because they are driven, responsible, caring, they don't revolve their entire social life around alcohol, and can carry deep, meaningful, intellectual conversations. Honestly, it's similar to who I would want to date. This was an interesting realization for me to have, and it really surfaced the day of my speaking event back in November. My coach always tells me to focus on who's in the room versus who isn't. But when you are doing a big milestone moment, you do hope certain people will reach out and congratulate you or support you in some way. And the people who were in the room for me made my heart so happy. The people who reached out to me that day or once the video got released also meant so much to me and none of those actions went unnoticed. But there were certain people that I thought would say something to me and gave radio silence, and it was very eye-opening. The people surrounding me on that day weren't in their 20s. They didn't go out drinking all the time, and they supported me in my big moment. This experience provided the shift in my beliefs of what your community should look like in adulthood. And it's a weird learning curve for sure, because up until this point, you were only surrounded by people within a certain age range with around you, like around your age. And when you enter the real world, it's all ages, anything 18 and above. This is probably the biggest shift that occurs when you and your best friend go through a breakup. You realize who else is out there, what type of person you want in your life, and you get to redefine your definition of what a friend looks like for you. The other shift that happens is the growth in yourself. Because you have no one. You are forced to do new things in order to meet new people, and that's scary and uncomfortable. You might even realize that the people you were surrounding yourself with were actually holding you back from your full potential, dreams, and ambitions simply because they weren't after the same life you were, so you weren't being inspired to take action towards what you really want. My mom brought it to my attention that my friendship breakup could have been partly due to my being super ambitious and when I have a vision I go after it and create it and this ex-friend would have many visions but never made anything happen. The story I can create is it made him insecure that he has never been able to stick by his word and fully go after what he wants and here I am constantly doing so which in a way is continuously throwing it in his face. So instead of seeing my ability to do what I set my mind to and trying to learn from it he turned his back and didn't want to see any of it. Again, it's a story, and I could create many stories as to why this friendship ended, as you'll hear soon enough, and you probably find yourself creating many stories behind why someone behaved in the way that they did, and you'll never truly know what actually went on in their head and why they did that, unless they specifically tell you. But the bottom line is, for me, I'll never be friends with this person again. And if you know me, I don't like using such definitive language, but there are some things I do know for certain, and that is one of them. I was hurt so badly that it is unforgivable. I will say that friendship breakups impact people differently based on your gender and the gender of your friend. I can't particularly speak for the LGBTQ community, 
because I haven't gone through a friendship breakup myself with anyone that is part of that community. So I'm going to reference this towards straight people, although I am an ally to people who are in the LGBTQ community, so don't cancel me. It's just not in my personal experiences to speak on with this particular subject matter. So whether it is male versus male, female versus female, or male versus female, the results of the breakup will be disruptive to your life, but in very different ways. And let's dig into how friendship faults present themselves depending on the friendship at hand. All types of friendships can end due to major life changes like moving or getting into a serious relationship, even starting a family. And it's more so you guys have drifted apart and communication fizzled, life got busy instead of a whole fallout. You can also have the types of friends that you talk to like twice a year, but every time you're together, it's like no time has passed at all. But some friendships just drift over time, which is fine. It's part of life. This episode is different. As in, I'm talking about a significant event or fight or action resulting in you no longer being on speaking terms with your best friend, potentially for forever. I'm going to begin with male-to-male friendships. As I cannot speak to this personally, I am basing it off of experiences that my male friends have mentioned. Male-to-male fallouts are honestly not very common, in part because guys don't take things that personally and Also because guys have a tendency to not discuss their feelings openly. Most guy friendships are action-based. So through shared activities, bonding happens as they participate in these sports or hobbies or even gaming. And because this is how they bond, their communication is also oriented around the activity or mutual interest rather than emotional conversations. According to my own research, guys will experience their own version of a friendship breakup if there is unhealthy competition that breeds jealousy, like romances or career or anything of the sort. Sometimes when a conflict occurs, one guy could have a more direct confrontation approach, while the other one may avoid confrontation, which will only push the two further away from one another. In my experience with my male friends and seeing how they interact with one another, full-on breakups are not that common. It's not saying that they don't happen, just that guys are pretty good at brushing past a conflict with one another and establish really strong relationships with their friends, which is where the term bromance comes in. They really do have this special bond that hardly ever gets broken. When it's female-female friendships, it's a lot more catty. These friendships develop with a high level of emotional intimacy, connection, and support, Female-female friendships can end for a number of reasons like jealousy, lack of communication or miscommunication, straight up backstabbing the other person which leads to a betrayal of trust, even if you don't like your friend's partner, which I've personally had happen and I know other people who feel their friendship is fracturing because of this. It's no secret that females are more emotional creatures. We thrive on the richness of relationships, but girls are also very mean and honestly scary. Fallouts can be so horrible because of the emotional warfare that can be exchanged between two females. Speaking as a female myself, we replay the scenario in our heads from our perspective over and over and over again as we continue to feed this emotional turmoil. Remember, we all believe we're right in our own minds. So when fallouts or fights happen, we fully stand by our point of view and believe the other person is the wrongdoer. But when it comes to female versus female, things can escalate to a really nasty level. Girls are nasty people. And I can say this because I am a girl. 
I find it really difficult to establish close-knit relationships with girls because they are more scary and judgmental than boys. It's why I gravitate towards guys for friends as they don't typically get caught up in the drama of girls' brains and are much more laid back. I mean, all of these types of friendships really depend on the person in discussion, but let's talk about the third scenario, which is female-male friendship fallouts. This is what I personally went through last year, a friendship breakup I never saw happening and never saw coming. I think it's a pretty common question of can males and females be best friends with no intimate reaction? And if you had asked me that a year ago, I would have said 100% it's possible. But ask me that right now, in 2024, I'm not so sure anymore. Based off of what I just said about male-to-male friendships and female-to-female ones, we obviously think differently and establish connections differently. I've learned recently that guys can't really distinguish female close friendships to intimate ones in terms of emotional conversations, so on more of a psychological level. It's like they're getting all of their emotional needs met that would come from a girlfriend, but with none of the physicality which is honestly the short end of the stick if you ask me. And while I was in the process of planning this episode out, I was having a conversation with another trainer at one of the gyms I work at. And I don't even know how we got on the topic of my friendship breakup, but we did. And I gave the Sparks Notes version of what happened. And before I could even begin to explain it, the trainer, who is a man, told me right away why he's pretty sure my friendship ended so abruptly as he was speaking from personal experiences and projecting it onto my experience. Whether what he said is true for me or you is another story, but this is coming directly from a married man's mouth, and I have heard it elsewhere. As a bra girl, I have a hard time believing it. He basically said men and women cannot have close friendships. He went on to say that women can distinguish friend versus romance, but men can't. That once they develop the emotional connection to a woman, he falls in love with her. He basically went on to tell me that my friendship ended so abruptly and harshly because he was falling in love with me and needed to cut things off. I will say, there were never any romantic feelings between the two of us. I considered him to be one of my best friends and thought nothing more about it, but this trainer begs to differ. When I would tell people about my friendship breakups, just about everyone was convinced that another girl entered his life and he pushed me to the curb or that he was in love with me and cut things off because he knew it was never going to go beyond a friendship. I'll never truly know what happened with that friend. And again, we can keep playing different stories and keep telling us ourselves different things. But if you don't know, that's all they're ever going to be is stories. But just like any relationship you form throughout your entire life, whether it be romantically, cordially, or professionally, you need to practice effective communication. You need to establish clear expectations of one another. And you need to build and enforce trust. Fallouts are not fun. Any type of breakup is not fun, but as you grow through your 20s and into your 30s, you are going to experience a revolving door of different types of friends. If you believe there is a reason everything that happens in your life as I do, then you'll learn that every hard experience is accompanied with a valuable life lesson. My friendship fallout taught me to speak up for myself, set boundaries, and know my worth, and he is not deserving of a friend like me. It doesn't mean I'm fully healed from this breakup, but I will say that I have been pushed far out of my comfort zone that has opened the door for me to receive bigger and better people, experiences, and things. It forced me to start a book club. It forced me to reach out to a girl to be friends with. It forced me to go to events by myself and talk to new people every time and get a clear definition of who I do want in my life as my friend. 
regardless of the comfort zone barriers I've broken, best friend breakups suck. But sometimes they're the best thing for you. This one, while I'm still searching for the light at the end of the tunnel, was one of the most transformative and eye-opening experiences that I have dealt with to date. So if you or someone out there listening who recently experienced their own best friend breakup, just know that I am here for you. I got you. I will help you get through this. It's one of the many big life changes that I help young adults navigate. Otherwise, this concludes another episode of How To 20-something. If you liked what you heard, pretty please give me a good rating, share it with a friend, post it on social media, and tag me at coach.justdiamond when you do. And thank you for listening to another episode of How To 20-something. I can't wait to be in your headphones again next week with another brand new episode.